Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God, and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. going to pray. Is that cool? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you right now for your presence. Lord, uh, we are focused upon you today. And so right now, Holy Spirit, we just recognise your presence. We recognise you in the room. We recognise you not as a guest, but as our Lord and Saviour. We recognise you as uh, Lord, that, that your, your word and your truth is not, is not just mere words, but it is life to us, Lord. And so Lord, apply it into our hearts, apply it into who we are, God, and Lord, that we would outwork it in the earth today, Lord. Lord, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your supply. And uh, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing. I just get a sense right now that the uh, Holy Spirit is wanting to remind people <coughs> that, the, uh, that, that His Word, the power of His Word is not just words on a, uh, in a book or words on a page, but it is life and power. It's a science following gospel. And so Lord, we look to you, God. Lord, if there is anybody here today that needs healing, God, Lord, we just uh, we just invite you into that space, into that need in Jesus' name. Lord, whatever that's, that might look like, Lord, whatever that might be, Lord, you are the great physician. You are the great doctor. And so Lord, just release the power of your presence right now into every, situ- every single situation and and circumstance, Lord. Lord, where confusion has reigned and cloudiness of thought, God, right now, well, Lord, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we send it back to hell where it came from. And Lord, we just call for clarity of mind in Jesus' name. Lord, sleep apnea, where people have been having trouble sleeping, Jesus, we just ask right now for a peace, Lord, for your righteousness to reign in that sleep, in that space, in that night season. And as we rest and as we sleep, Lord, Lord, you said that you would give the righteous a peaceful sleep, God. Lord, our future and our hope is found in you completely in Jesus' name. And Lord, right now, all exhaustion, God, right now, just lift off every single life in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, you call for a time of rest and you call for the season of rest, Lord. Lord, we're not denying that, but Lord, let there be a supernatural empowerment right now in every single person's life. Lord, uh, exhaustion, just lift in Jesus' name where it's been caused by the enemy. Lord, right now, just lift that off in the name of Jesus. Just lift that off in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Great uh, friend of friend of the church, Karen, who operates regularly in the prophetic, has just got a word that she's going to share with us. Just listen up. Thanks. So this morning when I was driving here, God reminded me. I'm, I find that AGT speaks a lot to me. America's Got Talent speaks a lot to me, and I was reminded of a young girl who was deaf, and what she did was she took off her shoes. And she listened to the vibration through her feet. And I really felt like God said this morning as you speak, man, it's the vibration of heaven that people need to listen to. Because what's going to come in the preach today and in future days is not just a word, but it's actually coming straight from heaven. And it's a vibration that needs to come from your feet up through your body to reverberate out to the world. Wow, fantastic. Let's just take a moment, just thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in this place, Lord. Lord, we look to you completely. Lord, your abiding presence, Lord, right now. Your abiding presence now. Lord, we thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just, I just feel that God is, is clearly indicating and saying that tomorrow morning there's many who are going to uh, wake up and you're going to notice that something's shifted, something's changed, something's adjusted even uh, in, in areas of health. Uh, I get a sense that um, um, I, I felt during worship that the Holy Spirit said that Somebody has received some, some potentially, potentially, listen, potentially devastating news. And I just get a sense that the Lord is just wanting to bring hope and life, that it's not, it's not devastating. It's not going to devastate is the point. And uh, I guess, and somebody um, who, who perhaps may uh, have um, a liver issue, it could be somebody online or somebody in the room, uh, an issue with the liver, I believe that the Lord is just wanting to heal. Uh, not, he, I, he's always wanting to heal, but I believe that he is going to heal that area and that issue of that liver as well. So Lord, right now, just release that in Jesus' name. I just encourage you, everybody, just place your hand over your heart right now. And um, you just say, Holy Spirit, speak into my heart. Help me abide in your presence today. Let your word fall on fertile ground. Let it take root and teach me how to live it in Jesus' name. Are we all said? Amen. Amen. High five somebody, grab a, grab a seat. What a great time. What a great time together. Well, I had... Um, I was asking God, I, I believe that he'd showed me uh, two, two areas and two directions to take this morning. And, and I believe that there's been clear confirmation, uh, clear confirmation of that. Um, we might just take that out. Thanks, Sam. Give Sam a hand, isn't he? Week in, week out, just incredible. Um, and um, uh, and I, I felt... It's, it's something that's been talked about in certain circles um, fairly regularly, but it's, and it's the phrase and the term called abiding presence. 
And I want to just touch on that just briefly within the, the within the, the the time that we do have left. And uh, and um, you know, abiding presence can be can be often something that um, we can we can reduce down just to an uh, a uh, um, it was a good experience. Hello. It, it can just be like, oh, it was a good time. Or have you ever been to a great party with a great atmosphere, right? Uh, you know, it's, it's a great atmosphere. This is rocking, man. You know, good food, good family, good friends. Uh, it might have been good because your family wasn't there. It might have been good because your kids were out, you know, whatever. Uh, but the point is, you know, it was a good space. It was a good time. And often we don't um, give um, uh, perhaps enough awareness to uh, the atmosphere and and the I guess the spiritual nature of uh, what's taking place, and so you know how many know that it's wonderful to celebrate, you know it's it's fantastic, and in a sense of celebration, uh, you know Sundays can often be Sunday mornings can be this sense of celebration. Hey, we're back together again. We've you know we've I guess waited all week, and you know we're back here. We're back together again, and it's this sense of celebration and and a culmination of what God has done throughout the week. But you know this this. This moment and this area of presence is often found either during times of prayer or even times of worship, like this morning as we were singing, and I'll stand my arms high and hearts, you know, whatever the words are, right? You got it right. And so, and so I need lyrics in front of me to be able to remember them. Um, but, you know, as, as we sing that, there is this, who, who felt the presence of God in that moment? Right, and, and it's this moment of God is looking for hearts that are surrendered to Him, but not just in the moment of singing a song, not just in the moment of of a great atmosphere, but in the very moment of every single day. Every single day, we have this opportunity, we have this space. And what it's called, and if we were to put a, a term on it, it's called abiding presence. And that's what I'm going to be talking to you about today. If you've got your Bibles with you, and even if you haven't, uh, get close to somebody who might have, open them to Psalm 91. And then we're going to go over to Psalm 46, verse 10. So Psalm 91 at the moment. And it says this, some of you may be very familiar with this scripture. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Now, let's, let's just get this straight. He is not just referring to men, it's he, anybody, anybody. He who dwells, that person who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall, here's this word, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We know that Sunday's not necessarily a secret place because there's lots of other people around. But how many know that you can be in a crowd of people and yet you can still quieten your heart, quieten your spirit, uh, quieten your mind, and you can abide in the presence. You can be aware of God's presence. Amen? That's possible. How many know that you could be in utter turmoil and face devastating news and yet 
simply in that stillness and in that, that secret place, in that hidden place, if you like, the hidden place of your heart. And it's not just, and it's not that it's hidden from God. What it is, it's that, it's that special place in your heart and in your life where you get to experience that interaction where it's just you and just him. That secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, verse 2, he is my refuge and he is my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. Many of you will know that I uh, uh, walked through um, a healing journey of stage 4 cancer and um, and I stand today healed of it uh, as a result of um, uh, incredible medical staff um, and, of course, the absolute power of God. And uh, praise God that, you know, we're in this nation uh, of Australia. Praise God that we're in Melbourne because really Melbourne, really, you know, no other state really has a place um, as good as uh, the Peter McCallum Institute in uh, Melbourne there. Uh, who looked after in, in, you know, both Anna and I really in an incredible way. Um, but when you get diagnosed with, uh, you know, stage four, so it's, it's late stage, so what that means, it's, there's a primary area and then there's a secondary area, so it's metastasized and, and uh, into uh, another area of your body. You know, often immediately what starts to go through your head and through your mind is you start to reflect a lot. <laughs> you start to reflect and you start to uh, not so much question, but you start to look at the, where your life has been. And often when you're looking at where your life has been, you're starting to look at where your life is going. And I remember a moment of where Anna and I were, We'd just come back from the hospital and uh, talking with the doctors and, and I just turned to Anna and I said, look, I'm just not ready to go home yet. I'm just not ready to speak to anybody yet. Can we just, can we just pull over? And, and during that conversation and, and during that moment, I, you know how you, my mind just started to race through all sorts of questions. I'd had this moment of reflecting of, you know, you know when you get devastating news or, or some challenging news and you go, God, is this real? Like it's really human to ask that. Is this really happening? Am I dreaming? Is this a nightmare? Because we start to question the reality of it. And, and sometimes if, if you're really losing it a little bit, you go, well, you know, they've got it wrong. They've got my file mixed up with somebody else. Or, you know, you start to question and you start to walk through all of these areas. And, and, and in that moment, I, I, then start to, I then started to think towards the future. And you see, when we... Stop for a minute and we start to abide. Do we understand what that word abide means? That word abide uh, means to dwell. It means to linger. It means to have interaction, intimate interaction with. It's not just 
God, you're close to me, but not too close. It's, it's not, God, I'll let you close to me on my terms. It's not, God, um, you're good and I know you're good, but I only want to experience what I think is good, not what you know is good. You see, abide is this transaction that, that continues to take place. It's this interaction that continues to take place of where God starts to deal with the very core of who we are, the very core of our heart, the issues within our mind, the flaws within our thinking, and he starts to shape us into a greater reflection of him. That's abiding. And so I was sitting in the car and I could just start to feel all of these emotions, all of these hurtful emotions, questions that I didn't have answers for. And something that a father will always question is, will I walk Shyla down the aisle on her wedding day? Will I hold my grandchild or children? Will I go fishing next with Josh? Will I celebrate his 18th birthday? Will I... What will become of me next? See, there's a moment of reflection that reflection is not just looking at what was and what is. Reflection is wanting to look into what will be. And often we struggle with what will be, don't we? It's often the point of the most pain. It's often the point of the unknown. It's often the, most, the, the thing of God, what will happen? Cue effect. Let's just turn to Psalm 46.10. Psalm 46.10, many of you again will know it. It says, be still and know that I am God. Isn't that darn hard to be still? Like, let's just be real here. Isn't it hard to be still? I don't know about you, but even when I'm still, I'm still finding it hard to be still. Anna and I were given this um, amazing experience at a place called Urban Float. And uh, it's, it's this space where you, you get into these like giant clamshells. They're like these, these things that just like this. And you know, anyway, there's these things and they, it, it's a pod, right? Clamshells are just so much better though. Like, and, and, and I am the, uh, no, they're, they're oysters, aren't they? I was gonna say, and I'm the pearl. That's, anyway, stop. 
These giant pods, right, and they've got water in them and they've got Epsom salts and magnesium, about 500 kilo of Epsom salts and magnesium with the water, right? And you, you get into these water and, like, I'm a slightly larger guy, right? And, and I thought, you know, is, am I going to fit, you know, all of this sort of stuff. And you're meant to float. And I'm looking at the water going, you know, there's only about this much water in there. I can't see myself floating, so it's going to be an urban sit, right? That's what I had in my mind. I'm not floating in this. This is this is ridiculous, and right. So so you get in and um, and you get all prepared and everything. And if you ever do it, let me assure you, don't touch the water and touch your eyes because that's really painful, right? But you get in and you and and then you lay back and then suddenly it's like, I am floating. The brochure was right. It is urban float, right? And I was, I was there, and I'm, and I'm floating, and and you know, and this, we got a voucher, and and it was for an hour, right? And and you know, it's one of those moments that this is a quiet space. You know, the sorts of places. This is a quiet space. Everybody talks like so nicely. <laughs> right? It's actually two navy guys that run it. You know, the tats and everything, and. Anyway, and, and, and anyway, you get into these pods or clamshells or whatever you want to call them, and what you can do is that they have nice music playing or your choice of music, and, and you close the pod down and you sit, and I turn the light off, and it's complete and total darkness. Like, if you turn the light off, you don't have to, right? And if you're claustrophobic, it's okay. You don't have to close the lid, right, if you, if you want to check it out. But anyway, I close, I turn the light off, I, you know, and, and it's utter, complete darkness. And I'm there floating. And this psalm starts to speak to me. Be still and know that I am God. And I think in this moment, like, I'm meant to be still. <laughs> and you're literally, you're literally weightless, Anybody who are side sleepers? Yeah, side sleepers, right? Like, have you ever laid on your back and you go, I just need to lay on my side, and you lay on your side and you go, ah, that's better? Right? Am I talking to the right people? You roll over, ah, that's better. Who's left side side sleepers? Any, Any preference? Right side sleepers? Yeah, okay, there's a few people. All right. In these floats... You can't go to your side because you'll drown, right? So picture this. I'm laying, I'm a side sleeper and I'm, and I'm meant to be relaxing. I'm weightless. I want to roll onto my side to really relax, but I just can't. I, I, I can't touch this stuff to my eyes because it's already stinging badly. I'm meant to be at complete peace. Be still and know that I am God. And in this moment, I start to reflect. And in this moment, I start to understand that, hey, what is it to be still? Because even though my body might be in this suspended moment of animation, even though I might be floating in this water that I didn't think would hold me, even though I'm in, it's pitch black, I can turn a light on if I want to, I can open the lid if I want to, it's, it's warm, it's, it's cosy, it's, it's, it's nice. My mind and my heart still continues to race. 
and think about this and think about that and think about this and think about that. And you know what? Even in that moment and even in that place, God was teaching me something. Be still and know that I am God. I can be in this completely blissful moment. I can be in this perfect womb-like environment. And yet, I still need God. And yet, I still need his presence. And yet, I am still hungry and thirsty for more of him. I still need his abiding presence. I think too often we think, God, I just want to switch off from everything. Friends, the greatest way to, to, to switch off from everything is to switch on to him, to be in that moment and to be in that place of abiding presence. Be still and know. That word know is a key word for us. It's actually uh, pronounced uh, in the original Hebrew, yorda. Everybody say yorda, right? And it's quite interesting uh, that um, uh, it's uh, talked about 39 times in... Um, I want, to, I want to go to, I don't think we'll get there to here today, but I want, I want to perhaps in the coming weeks talk to you about 1 John chapter 4 and 5. That word know is actually in 1 John 4, 4 and 5, 39 times this word know, yorda. And the reason why I'm trying to draw down on it for us today is this. No is a bit like abide. That word to know is a bit like when a man and a woman consummates their marriage, they are intimate with one another. It is to know. But not only is it that beautiful exchange in that great exchange with one another, it is this knowing, be still and know, be still and abide, be still and be known. You see, it's both ways. This word know is not that we get to experience God, but can you believe it that God longs to experience us? And in that knowing and in that, and it's, I, even, I don't even want to say, use the word transaction or exchange because it, that gives, that gives, uh, it, it gives a, um, a definition. It's like, I give you this and you give me that. That is not what this word means. What this word means is to be known, to experience, to uh, 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 never leave, to abide is probably the best description of that word no. And so be still and abide. Be still and know that I am God. And you see, what happens is when we get into that 
space of being still, often what we are most aware of is what? When we're in that moment of stillness, when we're in that moment where everything's quiet, social media is off, you've turned off all your notifications, you might have put on some great atmospheric worship or some nice music, or you might be in complete silence. But then even in complete silence and beautiful, in that beautiful atmosphere that you've done your best to create, still there is something that continues to operate and it's our mind. It's still the thoughts within our heart, the feelings that we're grappling with, the things that we are actually bringing to God. And you see, this is why the Lord says in this scripture, this is why the psalmist wrote, be still and know, because it's only in the stillness, in that moment of reflection, that you get to know and exchange and experience with God. It's in that stillness that really the truth is it doesn't matter what's happening around you. It doesn't matter how perfect the scenario is. It doesn't matter how awesome you can float in the water or how warm or cold or the best music or light or no light. What it is, is in that stillness of the confidence of knowing that he is God. I can bring all my thoughts, all my feelings, everything of who I am, I can bring it to him and say, God, you are God. I give it all to you because I can't carry the stresses of this moment, of this life, of the things that happen from day to day. I cannot carry it yet without you. I need you. Be still and know. Be still and be known. Be still. Lay, lay down our lives, lay down our hearts, come with everything that we are and have and be known by him that he is God. The fullness of God, Yahweh, our creator. You know, he says, come as you are. He says, come in the way, come in who you are. He doesn't say you have to be perfect to come to him. He just says, come. Jesus said, ask, and it'll be given. Knock, seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. He doesn't say you need to have a bath before a shower, then do 40 Hail Marys. He doesn't... He says, just come, 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 be still and know that I am God. Do you know there's a promise attached to this? The promise is this, is in the next, in the next passage. Are you ready? Be still and know that I'm God. Because in you being still, in you recognizing abiding presence, in you knowing that he is God, get this, you being still, he says this, and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. 
what? Hang on, God. I thought it's, you know, I need to be busy and I need to be this and I need to be perfect and I need to, you know, get this right in my life and I need to get that right in my life and, I, you know, I need to sort out all of that. And once I do all of that and get all busy and get all of that, then I, then you'll be exalted. That's not what the scripture says. It says, be still and know. And listen, busyness is not bad. What I'm saying is not abiding in his presence, understanding and recognising the stillness. Because when you're still, when you're still, you start to learn peace. You start to learn patience. You start to learn perseverance. You start to learn that he is God. What, is it, what does the word say? The best plans of men. It says that in um, Proverbs, the horse and the rider are prepared for battle, but the victory is the Lord's. So what that's, what, what that's talking about is we can do all that we try to do. We can do all that we feel that we need to do. We can do all that. But the issue is this. The outcome is his. The outcome of our life, the outworking of our life is the abiding presence of who he is, who he always was and who he forever will be. His presence. Abide in him. Be still and know. And in the stillness and in the knowing, in that experience of his presence, in the hunger after him, he says, I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. Is it possible that we can be so passionate about his presence? Is it possible that we can be so hungry for his presence and abiding in him that suddenly there is a power that we experience? Suddenly there is this moment of where we step into that place of him being exalted through our stillness. Him being exalted through that abiding. Him being exalted. Hello? Isn't that the plan of our life, to exalt God and glorify him? Is it? Because I tell you right now, the stillness challenges our own exaltation. You know, I remember as a kid being told to sit down and do nothing. Man, that's hard, isn't it? You know, if you told me to sit down and do nothing, I might find that kind of easy now. <laughs> you know, there's nothing greater than just lighting the fire and letting that heat up and, 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 and sitting down and doing nothing. You know, for us guys, you know, wives, you might ask, ask us, what are you thinking about? Nothing. That's an honest answer. I'm not thinking, of, oh, surely you must be thinking about something. 
No, I'm sitting in the nothing box right now. It's called nothing. Get up and do the vacuuming. Then that's something. But in the stillness, there's this place of where we trust and we rely upon him. In the stillness, there's this place of spending time. Because when we're in eternity, we'll never have that opportunity again. You'll never have the opportunity than what you have right now in this life to spend time, to stop and reflect on the goodness of God, to stop and think of the goodness of God, to stop and think and be still and know that that engagement, that beautiful nature of when we abide in his presence and know that he's God. I'm not. He's God of my life. I'm not God of my life. And there is no one else who is God of my life but him. Be still and know that he is God. And when I come into that place of stillness, when I come into that place of exchange, somehow, can't figure it out, but he gets exalted. And he not only gets exalted in my heart, in my mind, in my body, throughout my life and throughout my family, but he gets exalted in the nations. What? Hang on, Lord. When I'm still and I'm knowing you and abiding in you, you are exalted in nations. When I'm still... You are exalted in nations. What a beautiful moment. Do you think that's a moment that's worth hungering for? Do you think that's a moment of where we can step into? Do you think that's a moment of where we have to, it's almost like we need to learn to be still. It's like we need to learn how to just quieten things down. It's like we need to learn how to, how to, how to be still even when things might be a bit crazy around our life that we just go, Lord, I'm just in the stillness. I'm just going to quieten my soul, quieten my mind right now and know you are God. I'm not. And in this exchange, God, you're going to be exalted among the nations. Hmm. What a privilege. What a time to be called children of God. I don't know about, about you, but I, I'm hungry for more of his presence. I'm hungry to abide in him more. I'd encourage you, let that be your prayer today. Let that be the intention of this week coming up. And if it means you, you turn everything off and you, and you just practice that moment of, okay, I'm, I'm going to be still here, Lord.
Speak to me, Holy Spirit. I'd encourage you, do that. Do that. Let that beautiful exchanging moment take place where you invite his presence, not because you're required to, not because he requires you to, because that's, that's religion, that's control, but because he longs to be with you. You are his child. He's hungry for more of you, time with you. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for who you are. In the stillness of this moment, help us abide in you. Holy Spirit, you are our teacher. You are sent to teach us how to reflect our God. Teach us how to live every day and every moment in this moment of abiding presence, in this moment of of continual exchange, in this moment of amazing friendship, of, of amazing community with you, God. And Lord, we ask that the result would be that you would be exalted as your word says. That you would be exalted among the people. You would be exalted among the nations. And Lord, right now, we just give all glory to you. And we thank you for what you've done And we thank you for what you're doing in and through our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and his presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, 
pray with you and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website, manninghamcc.org and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected? We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.